Have you seen Maxwell Jacob Freeman? We are on the hunt. We try to clear this all up next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Join me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, we have some somewhat big updates here when it comes to some of the unknowns for AEW and WWE. We start things off with MJF as a report from Fightful Select suggests that MJF has effectively vanished from the wrestling scene. He has not appeared on AEW Dynamite or any AEW programming since his big pipe bomb promo on June 1st following his loss to Wardlow at Double or Nothing. Fightful also indicating that uh, it has tried to lock down MJF's whereabouts, but not a single AEW talent or staffer has acknowledged hearing from him since that June 1st episode. And on top of that, no one has heard Tony Khan speak of MJF about him either since that episode. So some are speculating as well that he is on his way out, maybe going to Paul Levesque area now. But the question is, is the AEW staff backstage working Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp here? Oh, no, I don't think the AEW staff is working anybody. I think MJF is actually trying to make a... Uh, a shoot out of a work or just living living uh his his character out in real life. I think that he is trying to pull um an undertaker from the 80s and 90s. I, I when did the undertaker debut? It must have been the 90s, I would think. The Maybe undertaker the late debuted 80s, at Survivor Series 1990. There you go. See, I knew you'd have the answer. But in any event, um I think what we have here is a guy that is truly committed to his character or who knows if it's even a character. He's committed to investing it himself. Um, and I think he's truly trying to separate himself from some of the talent. I, I think he literally wants the mystique of whatever's going on. He wants to happen. Uh, he wants what, what, what he's expecting is what we're doing right now. He wants people discussing uh, him because he's either missing or, uh, because he had this pipe bomb on wherever. So when he does show up, wherever it may be, AEW, WWE, NXT, it will be a big deal. Well, the, the problem with that is if he's trying to work everybody, including people backstage, don't you think that AEW, like the people that are in creative, like Tony Khan or whoever would be involved in this too, and thus they're also working those at Fightful? Tony Khan might be the only one that knows. Tony Khan might. I mean, let's assume it's real. There's real legitimate tension between those two. Maybe Tony Khan hasn't talked to him in months. Maybe he knows that MG, he's paying MJF to sit home right now. He knows the, that stuff. He just may not be willing to entertain it with anybody else. It's or possible. this whole thing could be a, a big work and he's like, hey, here's, here's the game plan. And maybe that's on Tony and... Tony truly could be the genius that people kind of suggest he is. And maybe MJF is as good as the other people think. It's true. Make, it would, it would, his, his whereabouts would make for a really good episode of unsolved mysteries with Robert stack. You're totally right. You're a hundred percent right. Maybe they do like in basketball where they're trying to find Joe Cooper, even though Joe Cooper has been found and they do update. We still have no fucking clue where this guy is. That's a, okay. that's a great segment yeah, yeah. of, uh, or that's a great movie, Basketball. I love it. But let me, let me you, dim the lights here. Why are you dimming the lights? 
Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> You're not Where dimming any the... lights. Where is MJF? Where is the wrestler <laughs> formerly known as MJF? Is he in Long Island? Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries. Do, 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 do. Well, segueing back to professional wrestling and not lifetime, uh, we did get a rather interesting announcement here, Ralph, about talent relations. Now, you brought up talent relations and people that might be talking to MJF out behind the scenes here. And there's been a lot of discussions on talent relations because of, you know, a few people saying there's a lack of communication between wrestlers and Tony Khan and not really so much a middleman. So on Wednesday, we get an announcement from Tony Khan that there's an expansion of talent relations and development team, including this Sanjay dot has been a uh, Sanjay Dutt, excuse me, has been promoted to vice president of production and creative co- uh, co- coordination and will coordinate communication of AEW storylines be the liaison between post-production and key staff to maintain content workflow, produce ancillary content, and mentor new producers. So basically, he's going to be ahead of the production aspect of things. Uh, QT Marshall has been promoted to vice president of show and creative co- uh, coordination. He'll help with managing show elements, including planning programs and storylines, character development, overseeing extras, and live event logistics coordination. So kind of the effectiveness of what goes on TV or the execution of such Pat Buck, formerly of WWE will now be promoted to vice president of talent development, where he will be the liaison between talent and production, oversee all coaches, provide input on matches and promos and lead to the talent relations team. Tony Schiavone gets promoted to senior producer and special advisor in this capacity. He will work directly with talent as part of the talent relations team. Shivani is one of the most tenured members, uh, 40 years experience. And then you have Madison Rain joining AEW as a coach in the women's division and will kick off her role on Rampage. She'll actually have a match on Rampage. Christopher Daniels, who is, you know, will continue to serve as the manager of talent relations. And he really was the only person in, as running talent relations up until this point. So I think this is a good move for Tony Khan. I feel like there's a lot of weight put on a lot of people's shoulders and it's good to delegate some of these roles so that you don't have these issues that we have like with Jonathan Gresham and Marco Stunt and Joey Janela, who've all vocalized and said there really wasn't much communication with them heading into the end of their contracts or in Gresham's case, you know, reportedly asking for his release. Yeah, no, I, I mean, de- it's, it's definitely more structured, but I think people need to understand that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to what, you know, WWE may have been pre-Hunter uh, Hearst Helmsley era. I mean, it's probably still like that back there, but I don't think we're going to start seeing scripted promos. I think this is a good move because, uh, look, let's face the truth and let's face facts here. Tony Khan, when he first started AEW, there was a handful of guys. There wasn't a whole lot of high-profiled guys. You had some guys like Marco Stunt, like Joey Janela, that were big on the indie scene. But as they start to acquire you know, companies like Ring of Honor, you get some higher-profiled wrestlers that are going to demand TV time, demand to meet with either Tony or a higher-up to kind of work through creative issues or creative differences. You're going to need to have more structure. You're going to need to have somebody, a buffer between uh, the wrestlers and Tony Khan because Tony Khan's only one guy. He's not going to have time for, what, what you 
say like 50 plus wrestlers under contract, 30, 40, 50. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of people plus television and everything else that he's responsible for overseeing. So bottom line, he's obviously going to be a busy guy. So adding the structure, um, I think is only a good thing. So, you know, one, uh, all the wrestlers have a say, or at least somebody they can go and talk to. And two, you don't have that have these back end issues that continue to leak out, whether it's Joey Janela or, I guess, a higher profile name like a Jonathan Gresham. Yeah, that's that's totally true. And I feel like I think Tony Khan is starting to realize like he has so many eggs in his basket, not just in AEW, but he takes on Ring of Honor. And on yeah. top of that, he does stuff with the Jacksonville Jaguars and he does stuff with Fulham Football Club. When does this guy freaking sleep? And people said Vince McMahon never slept. Tony Khan probably hasn't slept in 10 years, you would think, with all this crap that he has to deal with. And then there's other ventures that he deals with too. I don't know how this guy operates. And, you know, I think having some, you know, a little bit more support and guys in definitive roles here, especially in talent relations, that's such an important part to the backstage element of wrestling is that talent relations. That's basically your HR department, you know? And now that you, instead of having Christopher Daniels handling all these guys while he's also wrestling, you know, doing stuff in previous prom or other promotions and indie scenes or whatever, he can focus on his thing while also managing all these others and have, you know, other people in different roles that have their expertise. So I think this definitely is a good move to say the least easily. And, you know, I think this will help the product on screen better as well. But, you know, someone that, you know, we talked about missing wrestlers. We talked about MJF and AEW earlier, but WWE, where is Sasha Banks and where is Naomi? Neither one have talked about the situation that happened a few months ago where they walked out on raw. We know what happened on WWE programming where they called them unprofessional. You know, Vince McMahon is gone. And he retired. I know there's some people that still speculate he's running the show, but if he's running the show, I don't think there'd be a report that we got earlier this week from, of all people, Brian Alvarez. So I take this with a pinch of salt, but considering it's kind of a pro WWE report, there might be some validity to this. And that is that Sasha Banks and Naomi have reached a deal to make the return with the company. After all is said and done, and we see Sasha Banks and Naomi back in WWE, what what would be your thoughts if that, that ends up happening? Do you think it was a work this whole time? Or do you think like they actually, once Vince was gone, it was like Triple H and Stephanie could bring up, uh, extend the olive branch. I mean, we already saw at SummerSlam, Dakota Kai, who was released by WWE, within three days of Triple H running the company, here he is or Triple H running creative, I should say, and Stephanie being the CEO, Dakota Kai's back with the company. Well, it's a small sample size, right? Because it's only right. been two Raws and one pay-per-view, but Triple H and, you know, and the numbers show. And a SmackDown, that's right. But from what we've seen so far, Triple H certainly has a buzz, whether it's in the wrestling industry or amongst the fans. That shows in the numbers that Raw pulled this past week. Um, it shows in just some of the creative differences and it shows in some of the debuts. Um, how much, you know, influence he actually had over getting supposedly Sasha and Naomi to agree to return to WWE. 
I I guess we may not know for quite some time until the actual story leaks out or you know they decide to go on record and talk about it. Um, but I think that it speaks volumes just in terms of the relationship that Triple H has with many wrestlers. I always said that you know the trendy thing has always been uh, on on Twitter or in, within the IWC that you know Triple H is this greedy guy. He's in it for the money based on who he married and he never put anybody over, but in reality, a good majority of the people when they leave NXT or when they leave the WWE have always kind of praised Triple H behind the scenes as being a guy mm-hmm. who loves the loves the industry, um, is a good teacher, and is very respectful of um, you know, the business itself. So I think that just having him in a position as important as the role that he's in now um, only helps solidify the fact that top-tier talent like Sasha and Naomi see that he's going to do good things for the company. And that, you know, the unfortunate thing is, um, as many of us have speculated for years, while Vince is a very good businessman, maybe he shouldn't have been dealing with some of the creative stuff or dealing with talent the way that, uh, at, at the, at the point he was at in his, his career. So, um, I, if they do come back, I'm certainly going to be excited. It will be a huge win for WWE coming at a time where I think they're certainly riding a high right now. No, they definitely are riding a high. I mean, if anybody wants to use TV ratings as their confirmation bias, you know, Raw had their highest ratings and viewership since they, I think it was like since 2018. Yeah. Which is like a long time. It was a 0.61 in the 18 to 49 demographic, which as someone that works in television and studies like the numbers, almost on a daily basis, not just for wrestling, just, just to understand the trends, a 0.61 for a weekly television show these days is kind of unheard of, you know, like maybe something like some of like the Sunday night programming might get it. You might see it from like the walking dead or something, but, or something on like national broadcast television, but for cable, unless it's a sport, Podcast 0.61 in the demo is pretty high. Now, for all we know, next week it could drop to like a 0.48 and all, you know, the sky's falling again and Vince is running the company again. But, you know, just signs of optimism, I think, that, you know, the morale is there, the curiosity is there, and hopefully they could bank on that. And And wrestling. There was damn pro wrestling in a WWE ring most of Monday. No, there was sports entertainment. I was, oh, there, I was, was there was a lot, entertained. There, there was a there was a lot of simulated fighting going on in the ring. I was sports entertained on Monday, and I was sports entertained on Sunday. I was sports entertained on Wednesday. Speaking of Sunday, you know how was SummerSlam? You were you were in Nashville. You didn't get Summer to really review the show. SummerSlam, yeah. SummerSlam was awesome. Uh, it was the main event more than delivered. Um, the crowd was pretty pretty electric the whole night. I mean, us. Uh, yeah, to see Bianca and uh, Becky live was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock coming out on the tractor, place went nuts. When he lifted the ring up, the place went nuts. Um, Edge returning, it, it was it made for a cool cool event. Probably one of the more my more favorite pay per views I've ever been to. You were sports entertained then. <laughs> I was sports entertained, and I was certainly entertained on uh, Broadway. I believe it's called. Lots of good bars. If nobody's ever been to, to Nashville, I would certainly suggest going. 
Well, there you go. There's the tip of the day from Ralph. But we got one more news story here talking about women's division. And it's a little interesting trademark that was filed by AEW. All Elite Women, which has led the speculation of possibly a new show created for the women's roster. Does AEW need A, another show, and B, one that focuses solely on the women's division? Would this help the the criticism that AEW gets that they don't focus on their women's division? It's not going to translate to overnight success for uh, people becoming more interested in the women's division. I think it will create, as long as it's produced well and the show has... Um, something that people can get be, get interested in and binge watch on a, or watch on a weekly basis. Uh, because as a wrestling fan, I don't really think that people realize the power that like having a show like Mrs. Mrs. really has. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mother-in-law who never watches wrestling ever, maybe like when her daughter, my wife was, was a kid, she watched it. First thing she asked me was, Hey, did the Miz win his match? Because, she watches Miz and Misses. So if they can put together a show that's compelling enough to create um, this, this separate kind of casual fan base, even if it's amongst just women, and that translates a fraction of that audience over to Dynamite or Rampage or whatever, I think that's a win for AEW. I don't have them. I never had a problem with, a, with WWE doing like Total Divas or Miz and Misses because that only helps kind of bring draw in additional eyes to the main product. I think. Right. No, that, that totally makes a lot of sense. I actually was going to bring up total divas and how that kind of brought in a female audience to WWE programming. And maybe this all elite women tra- trademark isn't necessarily for an in-ring show, but maybe a reality TV show right. that could be part of the Warner brothers discovery, you know, portfolio if you will i know they're making budget cuts and they just recently cut the batgirl movie even though it was like almost done filming or whatever and you know you got stuff like that but a reality show that television reality shows they will always pick up because it's low budget and high ad revenue you know you don't have to take much money into making a reality show but for some reason, they draw good ratings and people will buy ad time for them. So all the women might be the total divas of AEW. And some people might not like that. But again, they're reaching out a different audience, which is something they need to do. Unlike, you know, did you did you hear about this Kat Dennings thing? Speaking of, are you familiar with Kat Dennings? Is this the one who tweeted out, I think I like WWE and people yes. lost their shit? Yeah, so... You know, she tweets out, I think I like WWE. She was watching SummerSlam. And of course, the replies were, oh, you got to check out AEW. You got to check out this promotion, that promotion. And like just getting bombarded. And you got a couple people with a podcast going, come on my podcast, please. You know, stuff like that. So it was like, let her watch WWE. If she wants to figure out her own promotions, go ahead. But like... Like it, it, I always it, tell you, what do I always tell you? The longer this goes along, the more people reveal that this was never truly about creating an alternative. 
It was always about the company that was going to come along to put WWE out of business because they hate that evil tyrant Vince McMahon. But that Vince son is of a now. bitch. Vince is gone now. Well, now the goalpost has been moved ever so slightly. But in the end, they truly reveal their color, their true colors here. It's not about an alternative. It's not about just watching AEW. It's about we hate WWE. And they can't stand the fact that somebody would choose to watch SummerSlam. How dare you watch Brock Lesnar lift that ring up? What a spectacle. That sports entertainment stuff. That's not 60 minutes of John Moxley blading and Wheeler Yuta screaming and drawing <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club in blood on his chest. That's pro wrestling. And that's the entertainment stuff. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get the hell off Twitter. Go sit in the sun. Some of you need to stop watching TV and playing video games and go touch grass <laughs> or go try to touch an ass cheek for the first time in your life. Oh my God. Good Lord, Ralph. Chilling your Somebody had to say it. Chilling your Somebody had cornet, to say we? it. <laughs> oh, watch AEW. You want to come on my podcast? No, I want to call the cops. That's what I want to do, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, so I guess uh, we'll never have a guest again on this podcast. Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> We're the welcoming ones. We're not creepily saying, hey, come on our podcast. You want to come on my podcast? No, I want to put out a missing persons ad on the side of a milk cart. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> good, good Lord. Well, before uh, before Ralph says anything else that's going to alienate our fan base, don't, you know, let us know where you think MJF is. Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, STPV Podcast. Give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast provider and subscribe. Hit that bell for notification on YouTube. We'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. <laughs>